Um, good morning. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, this is Latrice, and this is Grace for Grace International Deliverance by Testimony. And um, I actually did a recording last Sunday, and um, I accidentally, um, in me editing that recording, I actually accidentally deleted it, so um, that's my fault. And it was such raw emotions that there was no way that I can go back and repeat it or try to say it again. That it was just um, just my raw emotion, my raw response to um, something that happened to me um, last Sunday. But with that being said, I wanted to go into today's topic, which is about, I'm going to say humiliation before exaltation and um, so if I were to give you any uh, graphics of humiliation if I were to give you an example it would be the fact that um, when Jesus was um, carrying well actually when he was pinned to the cross nailed to the cross um, he asked for water and they gave him vinegar. Um, you know, when when he was carrying his cross, you know, they they pierced, you know, they pierced his side, they spit on him, they I mean they did a lot of things to the Savior. I mean, come on. They pierced his side, they spit on him, they put a crown of thorns on his head. They gave him vinegar to drink instead of water. They gambled. They stripped him of his clothing and gambled over his robes. I mean, they called him a liar. They said that he wasn't the son of God. He wasn't the king of the Jews. And they completely, I mean completely, humiliated him. But only for that to lead into his exaltation. Because even though his humanity died on that cross that day, he was still God. Okay? His humanity died that day. This earthly suit, this flesh that we live in, his humanity died that day on the cross. But the God still lives. The God in him still lives. Jesus is still alive. He sits on the throne. He, he is still here with us. He, he never left us. Okay, he poured out his spirit onto us. But his humanity died that day. And they humiliated him. Humiliated this man. But in his humiliation comes his exaltation because not only did they humiliate him not only did he die on the cross for our sin but then he turned around and he rose from the dead they couldn't even find his body he wasn't even in his tomb he was nowhere to be found the only thing that was left the only thing that was left behind was what <laughs> no trace <laughs> The brother was gone. (laughs) 
and he appeared to I believe uh maybe one of the Marys or Martha I can't remember which but um I think it was one of the Marys he had appeared to the woman and and um and he said that um that he wanted to meet with the brethren again that he wanted to 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 join with them to meet with them just one last time and and here this woman goes she find the fellas and I'm talking about the disciples and and she's like I seen him now how you know it's him here's doubting Thomas how you know it was him it's him because I seen I seen his hands I know like come on now we've been following this man and you gonna ask me (laughs) you gonna ask me whether I know it was him or not I know it was him don't don't do me like that. Don't try me. <laughs> don't try me. I know it was him. And he said that he going to meet with y'all. And surely he met with them. And that day he poured out his spirit amongst among the all flesh. And so all flesh have access to the Holy Spirit. The question is, do we want him? Okay, because the Holy Spirit, um, he released onto to, uh, mankind allowing us access allowing us guidance because that's what the holy spirit does he guides and he helps and um and he he's a giver he gives wisdom he he gives knowledge and understanding the holy spirit is our help okay so when god released when jesus released his spirit he released the holy ghost onto all of mankind for all of us to have access to his holy spirit as well as his salvation that we uh, believe in him, that he died on the cross for our sin. Okay, so Jesus, Jesus was first humiliated before he was exalted. And, and that happens to us too. See, here he is, he's human at the same time. He's man as well as, look, okay, wait. He's the son of man as well as the son of God. He is human in the same form that he is God. And his humanity died on the cross, but the God in him rose him from the dead. Come on. (laughs) I'm so excited. This is, this is funny to me because this is how good God is. Like he, listen, oh my goodness. Like he was humiliated, but then turned around, rose from the dead, took the, took the keys uh, of hell from, from the hand of, of Satan. And, and I mean, not only did, not only did he, did he, uh, rise from, from, or resurrected, not only did he rise from the dead, but he turned around and took a visit to hell and said, give me these keys, sucker. You, you, you don't need these keys. These keys belong to me. I get to say who goes and who, who, who goes and who doesn't, you know, you, you have no authority. I mean, he snatched them keys and he took his authority and he said, these belong to me. And then he turned around and he met up with the disciples and he poured out his spirit and giving all of humanity access to the Holy Ghost. And then the people started speaking in tongues. Come on, a holy language. Listen, that is, if that ain't exaltation, I don't know what is. And so let's, let's dial back some and look at that from our point of view, because we, uh, we are the sons and daughters of man, but we are also the sons and daughters of God. And although we are not the savior, we are ambassadors of the word. We are ambassadors of 
of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we are to live by example of who he is and how he lived his life. And we should have a life of discipline. Although we try, of course we fail. Of course, some things take longer than the other, than others. There are certain areas of our life that still need some discipline. But God, listen, God is not only gracious, but he's merciful. Okay, so, and he's a patient God. He is not... He is not that kind of God where he is going to say, do this or burn burn in hell. You know, he's not that God. He's going to help you uh, and guide you as you learn um, discipline, as you learn to perfect certain things in certain areas of your life. He will help guide you through it and be not only gracious, but also merciful because he's aware that this human suit in which we live in can be weak and he knows that temptation is at every corner and he knows that sin is abundant and he knows he knows he knows our struggle he knows what we go through so he is gracious and merciful and I thank you Lord for that because he he has um, abundant patience for his children absolutely he does trust me he does because I I know I have worked his nerves on certain things (laughs) certain things that I just couldn't get right to save my life but but he worked with me okay he he was there with me he was by my side and he helped me work through it until I got the deliverance I needed that I can walk away from a thing that wasn't good for me and be absolutely done with it okay so God is patient he he's loving he's kind and he'll be there for you if you want him to be um but to make that to make this example of humiliation to exaltation more uh, um more reachable more understanding is that um let me give you an example so um, I had a situation where I was absolutely humiliated. Um, in fact, um, I had a situation where, um, you know, a, a person that I love and respect dearly um, just kind of publicly made like this statement as though I was less than a Christian, like I was less less saved than anyone else that I just implying that I didn't measure up to whatever kind of um you know level of Christianity that's acceptable and although he said it jokingly it was absolutely offensive because the statement came with as well as an action which the action was is that he pushed this, you know, raggedy little Bible in my hand. You know what? Even if the Bible is raggedy, it still has worth. But I'm just saying he, he pushed this Bible into my hand and then made this, this, this statement or this um, implication that I didn't measure up to whatever level of Christianity that's acceptable or pleasing onto him and and um and it hurt me and so I'm like wait a minute so now you're trying to say that I'm not good enough 
And I think that the reason why it stung so much, because there were other, there was two other things that took place, but that was the last thing that took place within that same, like maybe 10 minutes or so, um, that really kind of stung, that really kind of hit, um, my, um, I would say my emotions, um, in a way that it, it felt like I just got gut punched and with full force and the breath was knocked out of me. And one of the thing about those cheap shots is that you'll never see them coming. So therefore you are not ever prepared for it. Just, I mean, just a cheap shot straight to the gut, like boom. <laughs> and, and next thing you know, like you trying to catch your breath and, and you are, you know, you're almost vulnerable because you don't know how to, you're like, how do I defend myself when I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't expecting that. And and honestly, that really hurt me. And I, in that moment, I was very, uh, I guess, vulnerable that I wasn't wearing the full armor. I wasn't, and my heart wasn't guarded. Because um, once again, this is a person that I love and respect. And um, so I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that chain of events to happen within such a short frame. And my, my offense, like my offense to everything that occurred was through the roof to the point where I left church, um, not only offended, but absolutely hurt. I mean, church hurt, (laughs) church hurt is the worst hurt. I mean, come on. I was crying on the way home. And then as soon as I parked my car, I just jumped on the recording and I started just recording how I felt. And I accidentally deleted that recording last Sunday, but nonetheless, um, this is what the Lord told me. And the Lord started ringing in my spirit. Humiliation before exaltation. And, and I started looking up the word humiliation. Like, what does that mean? Humiliation means to stoop. It means to come down to where someone, someone else is. To, to, to bend, to bow down, to... Um, to submit to man. And that's what Jesus did. He stooped down to take on and bear the consequences of, of sins he didn't even commit, but he humbled himself. He, and he was absolutely publicly humiliated for things that he did not even do. He got he got beaten for telling the truth that he's the king of the Jews, that he's the king of kings, that he's Lord of lords, that he's the son of God. He got beaten for telling the truth. And 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 he was absolutely once again humiliated, given vinegar for water, being pierced in his side being, being, uh, having a, uh, a, a crown of thorns being placed, placed on his head and piercing his skin, um, being beaten publicly with, to the point where they're, they're beating the, the meat off of his body. I mean, um, being, um, you know, hung on the cross, pierced in his hands and in his feet. And, um, man being spit on, being ridiculed 
and humiliated, calling him a liar, talking about he blasphemed. Like, are you serious right now? And absolutely everything that he said he was, he is. But the people didn't believe him. And his own people turned against him and said, crucify him. And we talked about that um, in a previous episode. Like, be careful of the voices. Be careful of the voices that you listen to. Because if you're listening, if you're listening, you will understand why it's important to be careful of the voices. Because the voices you listen to will cause you to do things that you shouldn't do. And so with that being said... His humiliation came before his exaltation. Okay, and he now he sits high and he looks low. He is at the right hand of the Father, Father God, and he is gonna when he comes back, and that's gonna be his his uh, his second coming. When he comes back, he's gonna rule. He's gonna rule over the earth. He's gonna come back for his sons and daughters. Okay, so with that being said, what I'm saying to you is this, my humiliation that Sunday was only to reveal to me one something that I needed to change. And honestly, God is a jealous God. He don't want me or no one to put anyone before him. And I had come to realize that I put that person on a pedestal in my life. And that I might have given that man a seat that only belonged to God. And it took me getting humiliated and having my feelings crushed for me to realize that that man, that I had given that man more access to my, to my heart and to my emotions than he actually deserved. In fact, he had too much space in my heart because his words crushed me in a way that, that I, which is not the first time, but I would consider like, man, maybe I should stop going to this church. Maybe I should just leave this whole church thing alone. Excuse me. So I'm just like, well, this person shouldn't have that kind of power over me. So I need to do what I need to do to make sure that I get my power back. So then I start casting down these emotional ties that I have to this man that where there was a part of me, uh, um, seeking unknowingly seeking his validation seeking his approval and um and I realized that unhealthy balance but it took that humiliation for me to see uh the areas of my life that was off balance but I needed that humiliation to see that to come to that conclusion, to come to that place of deliverance where it's like, you know what? I'm taking my power back. I'm cutting these emotional ties with this man. I I shouldn't I had no business, but sometimes we create things that we don't realize is there. Sometimes we unknowingly involve ourselves emotionally in things that we have no business being emotionally tied in. And so that's what I realized is that this man has power over me, that his words could hurt me the way that it did. I mean, they cut me so deep, dangerously deep. 
And so it took me honestly months that that Sunday I tossed and turned that Monday I tossed and turned I was completely sleep deprived. I couldn't sleep worth a doggone. Okay, I'm not gonna cuss we ain't gonna cuss in church. (laughs) But I was absolutely offended in a way that I had trouble sleeping. And I'm like, God, help me sort through this. Help me sort through these emotions. And so, honestly, that happened Sunday. And by Thursday of last week, I said, you know what? You know what? I'm all right. Because I had come to the conclusion that this, I am am not going to let any man have that kind of access to me emotionally. This, this man is not my husband. He, he is, you know, a, a spiritual authority, someone who, who, um, who's a covering spiritually, but at the same time, though, doesn't deserve, nor should he have access to, to, to me emotionally in such a way that he can say what he said and, um, and make me feel so low. And that's what made me mad the most is that I had given this person so much access to me unknowingly that when that person said what he said, it made me feel like I wasn't enough. It made me feel low. Like I wasn't good enough, that I didn't measure up. And when I, by Thursday, I made the conclusion that I will not uh, allow for anyone to have that much access to my heart to be able to make me feel like I'm not good enough. I bind that and I rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. I was like, I cut all emotional ties with this man. Don't nobody get to say whether I measure up or not, whether I'm qualified enough, whether I'm approved or validated because I don't need validation from any man when I have God's approval. And so from by the time Thursday hit, I had made it up in my mind that I was done with that. I mean, absolutely done with it. And so I concluded, you know what? I don't need to have his approval. I don't need his validation. And I surely don't need to to allow him such power and access over me that he can say what he want to say whenever he want to say it. And that determine my emotional well-being or my spiritual well-being. I casted it down. I said, he does not deserve that type of access to me. In fact, I see now that the only person that deserves that seat is my savior. Only God gets to say whether I am qualified or not, whether I'm enough or not, whether I measure up or not, whether I'm approved or not. Okay, that only only access to that should, that person should have is Jesus because he's the one who died for me. He's the one who called me. He's the one who brought me to this place of, of, of discipline 
that I'm at right now. He's the one who brought me back to the church when I was out there sinning. He's the one who reeled me in. He's the one who put in the work. He's the one who's been there with me when no one else was. He was there who answered my call when I was getting ready to commit suicide. He was the one who pulled me out of darkness. He came to where I was because I wasn't looking for him. I wasn't looking for Jesus. Jesus came looking for me. He's the one who came into my life and said, enough is enough. Come with me. Follow me. Okay, so the only person who deserves that type of power, that type of seat, that that type of uh, pedestal in my life is Jesus because he's the only one that's worthy of it. And I had to repent and say, Father, forgive me for for not for not seeing this, for not for not, um, you know, guarding that area of my life, not guarding my heart, because no one deserves that place in my life besides you. And I apologize for putting that person before you. I repent. Forgive me, Father. Forgive me for giving someone else your crown, your, your, your throne in my life, in that area of my life. Forgive me because that wasn't my intention. I did it unknowingly. But now that I know, I cast it down and I place you in the seat in which you belong. Only you, Father, can say whether I'm qualified or not. You are the only one that I need approval from. Your validation is the only validation that I seek, Father. I seek to be pleasing in your sight. Period. Not his sight. Not the bishop's sight, not the pastor's sight, but in your sight, Father, I wish to be pleasing unto you. I wish to be validated from you, not no one else. And Father, I apologize for putting someone else before you. But I thank you for the humiliation because the humiliation led me to my revelation, which led me to put you back in exaltation which is head over my life and so with that being said that humiliation led to exaltation I put God back on the throat in which he belongs in my life and then the Lord said to me this humiliation is the beginning of your exaltation that you are going to come into something something so great that, every, that anything that anybody has ever said about you, that what you couldn't do, what, what, what you weren't qualified to do, that, God, that, that he was going to give me that and more. And so I'm grateful for the humiliation because it got things back in order. And I look forward to the exaltation. I look forward to becoming everything that people said I couldn't be. Just like they lied on Jesus and said that he wasn't the son of God. That he wasn't the king of the Jews. But his humiliation only led to his exaltation, which proved the people wrong. That he is absolutely the son of God. That when they rolled back his tomb, they couldn't, there was no trace of his body. Absolutely no trace of his body. Still to this day, there is no trace of his body. Why? Because his body didn't belong to this earth. 
because he was the word made flesh. That's why I didn't find no trace of him because he was the son of God. That the son, y'all not listening, the son of God. Yes, he came through Mary, but he, but he, the only way he came through Mary is because of what God did to her womb. Had God not planted Jesus in his in her womb, he would have never met. He would have never came to the earth to begin with, because Mary never known a man. So how can a seed be put there? <laughs> how can a child be put in a womb of a woman who's never who's never known a man? Only God can do that. That way, no one can take credit for what God has done because the woman was a virgin. She ain't even never known no man. <laughs> so God did that. That was all God. And Jesus was all God as well as the son of man. Because he came down here, all God. And he took on this earth suit called flesh. And he came down here and took the blunt of our sin consequence of our sin he bore for us so that we might have life everlasting life so that we might have salvation who humiliation before exaltation so I say unto you in any humiliating moment that you've had that that humiliation was only before your exaltation. Don't be worried about humiliation. It's, t- it's temporary. It's a temporary feeling. Pick up your feelings, baby. Tend to your wounds. Encourage yourself. Let yourself know it's going to be okay. And pick up your feelings and keep fighting because just know that after your humiliation comes, your exaltation, and I dare you to expect the exaltation I dare you to expect the good to come from your humiliation because that's all God that God will turn your humiliation around turn it around for your good Romans 8 and 28 and exalt you on the very things that people have humiliated you over they say I'm not enough They say I don't measure up. But watch what God does in my life. Watch what God does in your life. They say that you're not enough. And that you don't measure up. But once I get over the voices, watch what God does in my life. Humiliation before exaltation. I love you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Forgive me for my absences. I'll see you next Sunday. Bye-bye.